I can read you the resume, but it's going to be a little intimidating, uh, to be honest with you. Jeff McCausland is... Uh, well, uh, well learned. Can I say that? Uh, to to it, okay, I'm going to do some of this just because he's earned it, and he's not going to like me for doing it. But uh, I just want to go over the fact that he's one of the experts that CBS uses at times. He's a retired colonel from the U.S. Army, graduate of the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, has both his master's and his Ph.D., which means. Quite frankly to me, he knows what he's doing. Uh, he's talked a lot about European security, Gulf War leadership. Uh, I just want to bring him in. Jeff, good to have you on News and Views, and thanks for giving us some of your time, sir. My great pleasure. My mama would have appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, your mom earned it. She raised a good son, I will tell you that. And thanks for your service to this country. I, I think you and others need to be told that as often as you can. But uh, obviously there's a lot of things going on out there and people not knowing, whether it's spy balloons, whether it's this or that. And so the obvious question, Jeff, i got to ask you is what in the heck is going on? I think the short answer is we don't really know for sure about all these things. We do know for certain the following, and that is from February the 4th, of course, a Chinese balloon, they acknowledged it was theirs. And by the way, they re- they regretted the incident. It was shot down off the coast of South Carolina, having traversed a good portion of the United States. Uh, Chinese claim it was a weather balloon. Uh, Pentagon and others uh, argued it was a surveillance balloon. And it certainly looks like that from the close-up photograph. So that's an absolute fact. We know all that. The debris is being recovered. And I, I heard today that a large portion of that debris has been recovered. It'll be analyzed and determined exactly what this balloon balloon was up to in terms of surveillance activity. Since then, of course, and over the weekend, we've had three uh, objects shot down, one over northern Alaska, one over the Yukon, one over Lake Huron. Unclear what these things are or where they originated from or what they were up to. And all those questions are still lingering. It does appear from what I've seen on various sources that the one over Alaska and the one over uh, Yukon appear likely to have been balloons, though much smaller than the Chinese balloon. And all of these objects traveling at much lower altitudes. The Chinese balloon was at 65,000 feet or so. Uh, these, the first two over Alaska and the Yukon, about 40,000 feet. The one over Lake Huron, even lower, 20,000, 25,000 feet. So lower, looks like they were balloons. Uh, the one over Alaska seemed to have been carrying uh, something underneath it, about the size of a small car, quite a bit smaller than, again, the Chinese balloon. The one over Lake Huron, a real anomaly. The only description I've seen is, octagonal in shape, uh, and again, it crashed into Lake Huron, and we won't know more about any of these objects until recovery teams can get to these rather remote locations, recover them, study them, and then we should have a better idea where they came from and what they were up to. So we as America reacted to the first one, the Chinese uh, balloon. Uh, we reacted in with the administration, why didn't you shoot it down? Why didn't you shoot it down? Why did you wait so long to shoot it down? Now I'm hearing some of the argument that's being brought up about these other objects that why are we shooting them down uh, so quick? And so, I, I mean, from a standpoint, and you bring a unique perspective from a military standpoint, um, What's to gain by not shooting them down, by gathering that information right. or as much as you can? Right. Okay, a couple of things you got to differentiate. Again, the Chinese balloon flying about 65,000, 70,000 feet, so well above commercial air traffic. Commercial aircraft, you get on an airline or you fly somewhere, you're going to max out altitude at about 40,000 feet, maybe a little bit higher, but not much more than that. So uh, this is well above that. So the Chinese balloon did not, did not pose a threat to commercial air activity. Uh, shooting it down over U.S. territory, where you got a lot of debris coming down. It's just, uh, the package is the size of three school buses. 
a real possibility of damaging people or, or, or infrastructure on the ground. So I think the second thing, in terms of shooting that particular balloon, the first one, down over U.S. territory, a lot of people don't understand when it was when it was uh, attacked by an F-22, <clears throat> max altitude for an F-22, about 50, 55,000 feet is about as high as an F-22 can get. So that F-22, when it engaged that balloon uh, fly, firing a sidewinder missile, that missile had to go straight up another mile or so from the time it was fired by the aircraft to actually strike the balloon. So I've talked to a lot of pilots. They said, you know, even though it's pretty doggone big, this is a tougher engagement than you might otherwise imagine to occur. If something goes wrong, missile malfunctions, <clears throat> missile misses the target, then you've got a sidewinder missile coming down on U.S. territory. And, and as we all know, the basic law of physics, what goes up comes down. Uh, I've also had reports that the Chinese balloon did have a self-destruct explosive system aboard. For whatever reason, the Chinese did not detonate that. Unclear why that didn't occur, but it did have that type of a device on board. Now we go to the other three. The other three, much lower level, therefore traveling in areas where they could, in fact, endanger uh, commercial air activity, uh, did not seem to be doing any surveillance, were not, was not steer- steerable. So, at least from the administration, their argument is out of an abundance of caution to protect civil aircraft, we're going to take them out. Frankly, I think the other thing that was motivated that was the political domestic firestorm that's going on in Washington as well. Well, and I would agree with that, that, you know, everybody gets put inside this box where it's like, look, you know, why didn't you, why didn't you, and then why did you, you know, and it's, it's, right. I, I can understand that, that what goes along with that. Uh, when, when you look at the, the information that can be gathered from uh, something like this, you, you drop it in, the, in one of the Great Lakes and you, you pull it out. I mean, how much information can be gotten once it is recovered? No, I think a lot. I mean, we've got excellent people that conduct forensics on devices by the FBI and the intelligence community, so they'll be able to figure out exactly what this was was, was all about. Uh, and the other thing about it is allowing it to travel. Again, the first balloon that traveled across the United States that created this domestic uproar. Initially, the Pentagon put out a statement that they had made efforts to neutralize the ability to conduct surveillance or transmit. Now, what that translates to me to believe is either using an EW weapon, a cyber weapon, microwave, laser, or some combination of all those things. We Once we identified what it was, we blinded it and we neutralized its ability to transmit. There's still some things to be gained by monitoring what altitude it was going, what type of information it was trying to gather. That tells you what the Chinese wants to, wanted to know. So actually there is some value in, in letting that thing proceed. The other thing I think we really need to do, frankly, is step back and take a broader look, particularly with the Chinese balloon, and that is to consider the fact that the United States and China are the two largest superpowers on the planet, militarily and economically, without question. Our relations prior to this incident were about as bad as they've ever been in our history, with the possible exception of the Korean War. And over this balloon, now our relations are even worse. It resulted in the cancellation of a visit by Secretary of State Blinken, which had been scheduled for quite a period of time to go to China, the goal of which was to try to at least find some mechanism to reduce growing tensions with China. Now that has gotten worse. So I think one thing we got to think about is in terms of dealing with this incident, rather than arguing amongst ourselves whether it should have got shot down over Montana, Missouri, Arkansas, I don't know, <laughs> rather arguing about those things, yeah, we got to deal with that, thinking about more broadly 
what do we do to try to find some way to lower the, the tensions level with the Chinese? Because otherwise, we're in a path of increasing hostility, increasing confrontation. And I don't think that goes in a direction that we really all want it to go. Uh, retired Colonel Jeff McCausland is our guest from the United States Army. He's uh, offering us some some a window, some insight into what's been going on. And you've seen this all playing out over the news. Um, it, how embarrassing is this for China? I mean, there, there's talk now about how these balloons had traveled uh, across the U.S. before. Um, it, it just seems like none of the stories are consistent. The only story that is consistent is that it's from China, and they acknowledge that. I mean, how how embarrassing is it for a foreign superpower to have a balloon, a spy balloon, get away from them? Yeah, I think it's very embarrassing. It certainly has not raised their image around the world, which had suffered grievously over Chinese actions uh, for the last year or so. And I thought it's curious to me that they would do this right now, based on the fact that President Biden had met with President Xi in Bali on the periphery of an international summit, and that there was a desire to improve relations, and that then resulted in this planned trip by Blinken. Then back in January, the vice premier of China was at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, and he gave a speech which he talked about what we really need to do is focus on economic development, the global economy, dealing with COVID. That's what we really need to do. We all know right now that China may be suffering the most grievous portion of the COVID pandemic since the onset. Even the Chinese have admitted since they gave up on their zero COVID policy that in January, they admit 80,000 Chinese died of COVID in the month of January alone. Most experts I've read suggest it probably was three or four times that number in one month. Okay, that's how bad that is. Their economy is not doing well. They have a real economic problem due to a real estate bubble. So it just strikes me as them wanting to have a meeting to lower lower tensions, things back home aren't going real well. What sense would it make for them to deliberately say, no, let's aggravate the Americans by flying a weather balloon across the United States? It just doesn't make sense. So what I worry about is what does this tell us about Chinese decision-making? Did they just screw this up? Was some guy in the PLA deciding he was going to do something on his own? Was this a scheduled event, but all orders go down and nobody below in the Chinese hierarchy ever questioned what they were told to do? So six months ago, they were told to fly a balloon and nobody's going to question it regardless of what's happening. We're still going to fly it. Um, I think the real nuanced question that might want to be asked is is what does this tell us about Chinese decision making in light of this particular event? Did did you hear anything about loss of cell service in the areas where some of these objects flew over? I did not. I did not hear anything about that. The only thing I heard was, of course, that there were immediate restrictions put on in terms of, you know, commercial air and civil air activity. Okay, and and that that might be a far reach question. I understand that. Heck, they were asking UFO questions at the presidential press briefing yesterday. So I don't feel bad for asking you that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it's exactly. aliens. I have no evidence that any aliens involved. <laughs> I just want to go on record that I didn't ask you that. I just know it's part of it. Colonel, thank you, sir. Thanks for coming on. I know your time was short. My pleasure.